Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Camera Brooks Podcast. This is Pete Van Epps, and uh, I'm excited to bring this episode to you. I interviewed Anthony Applegate. Anthony is a former Army officer. He started as an ordnance officer and transitioned into special forces and, and spent nine and a half years in the Army. Um, uh, he is currently a, the national sales manager for Pactive, which is a consumer packaged good packaging company. He started his career in sales and has, I use this phrase in the podcast, but he has literally had a meteoric rise from starting as a territory sales manager all the way to a national sales manager. So on this call, we, we hit a couple of big topics. One, um, he spent a little bit of time in the reserve, so I wanted to explore that with him because I know that's a question that, that I often um, um, answer and talk about with officers who are thinking about making a transition. So talked a little bit about his, um, um, na- actually, National Guard, his National Guard experience. Um, but the bulk of the conversation was really about sales. Why did he choose sales? How has he been successful? A little bit about his career path. Um, and I think it's really insightful because he co- covers a lot of topics that we here at Cameron Brooks top cover regarding sales and misconceptions and the advantages and the benefits, et cetera. So I really think you're going to get a lot out of what he was talking about. I also asked him, he's been, as a hiring manager, he's been to a couple Cameron Brooks conferences. So I asked him what he looks for in people to bring onto his team, JMOs to bring onto his team. And he goes through that a little bit, and I think that'll be helpful. And then lastly, he is currently in his MBA at TCU. And so I asked him a couple of questions about that, his decision to do it, when he did, um, some of the things he's taking away from it and, uh, and being able to apply directly to his work. So really fun conversation with Anthony. I think you'll get a lot of it. I feel like I could have asked him 50 more questions because he's just got so much insight. But uh, for, for interest of time, we kind of stopped where we were. But, uh, again, I think, I think it will be uh, very insightful and hopefully very helpful in, uh, in what you're considering as you're considering a transition. If you want to know more about us, if you're just stumbling on this podcast and don't know much about Cameron Brooks, you can find a ton of information on our website, Cameron-Brooks.com, lots of open source material that you can grab that will help you directly learn more about a transition from the military to being a leader in corporate America. I'd also encourage you to pick up our book, PCS to Corporate America, written by Roger Cameron. It's in its fourth edition, so it's been updated three different times, and it has a lot of um, current updates uh, from our CEO, Chuck Alvarez, and our Executive Vice President, Joel Junker. So you can find that book on Amazon. I encourage you to grab a copy if you're interested in, in learning more about how to make a transition to business. Well, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, without further ado, here's Anthony. All right, Anthony. Hey, thanks so much for uh, taking some time out of what I assume is your very busy schedule to uh, spend a couple of minutes with me and share with me a little bit about your background. You bet. I'm I'm happy to participate. Excellent. So let let's start here. Just for just to get a baseline of of who you are and where you're coming from. Can you share with us a little bit about um, your experience in the military prior to making the transition to business? Sure. So I was commissioned in 2003 as an ordnance lieutenant in the United States Army. Um, there I served as a as a maintenance control officer um, 
a, uh, a staff maintenance support officer, as well as a, as a battalion and uh, group S3 uh, to include an Iraq deployment. Uh, as I became first lieutenant promotable and, uh, and a young captain, I transitioned and assessed into special forces where I served as a um, special forces operational detachment commander. Um, in the 3rd Special Forces Group. I did that for the remaining of my time, all in nine and a half years active duty. As I transitioned out, I did an additional two years as a detachment commander in the uh, 19th Special Forces Group in the National Guard. Let, let me ask you that. That brings up an interesting point. A, a lot of officers ask me, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm committed to transitioning to business, but what about the reserves or the National Guard? So, Two questions. Why did you choose to do that, and why aren't you still doing that? So there's a both both really good questions, and I and as I transitioned out, I had no clue um, why I would do one or the other. Um, so initially, I, I chose to transition out because um, my wife and I, for the previous practically ten years, all we had known is life in the army. And so there was a lot of unknowns, um, and there was uh, there was some comfort in being able to transition into the National Guard and having a lifeline uh, that we could that we could uh, reach out to for for healthcare. We understood Tricare uh, really well, um, and then uh, and then you know I I also I also really enjoyed serving with my fellow soldiers, and uh, and and so. Um, it also served as a, as a way for me to to kind of wean myself off of the army because uh, you know I, the army's the army was really good to me and and uh, and I loved the people that I served with and uh, and that's kind of that's something hard to give up um, and uh, and the reason ultimately I I got out of the National Guard was as I progressed with my company. Um, there was a, uh, there was, there, it was, I was at a kind of a fork in the road. I was, I was going to continue on my progression, um, at which, uh, which was fairly rapid, um, or I was going to continue with a moderate progression and, and also really, really strive for, um, for a, a long-term career in the National Guard. Um, and, and, and with that, uh, we, at PACTIV, we have, we actually had a couple of general officers in the National Guard who were executives at our company, um, uh, both of which I, I spent a lot of time, you know, asking them questions. And, and one of them, one of them told me, he said, um, you know, at some point you'll, you'll hit a point in your career where you have to make a choice. Um, is your priority the firm or is your priority the guard? And, and he said, my choice was clear. I was going to spend uh, my career and focus in the guard. He said, uh, now I've been very successful in business, um, but uh, I've, I've limited myself at what I can do in business until I depart from the guard. Um, gotcha. and, and, and so it became a... a a time management uh, issue uh, for him, and so I took I really took that to heart, and uh, and as I as I was promoted, 
um, into a uh, into a project manager role, moving my family to our corporate headquarters out of um, Lake Forest, Illinois. Uh, it, it provided a natural transition time for, for both my family and myself uh, to separate from the guard. And after a couple of years, I, we were comfortable in in you know civilian healthcare in 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 the trajectory of my professional career. Such excellent insight, and and really, I talk a little bit about what you just said, but it's really helpful for me for me to hear you say that, so I could better advise people that are thinking through because there's no right or wrong you didn't say one was right or wrong essentially you said i had to make a choice and with every choice there are trade-offs right and i mean every choice there's a trade-off and so uh that's exactly right and it had nothing it absolutely had nothing to do with whether or not the firm values the individual because you know in, in our case we have quite a few uh Quite a few of our our professionals who who actively serve in the the Marine Reserve, the Army and Air National Guard, uh, the Navy Reserve, and and they and the firm has been incredibly supportive. Um, however, when you depart for a year, there's a, there's a year of progression that goes on with your peers. Um, so when you come back, you're while you're still peers, there's there's learning and, and influence that goes on uh, with your peers that you weren't able to do. But sure. your service is still appreciated and supported support. by the company. Support, and, that, and that's an important word, support. Not only appreciated, but supported, but the, just, you know, obviously in recognition of the trade-off. Well, if you would, how about this, changing gears a little bit. You, you mentioned your company, Pactive. Can you... You started with you came to a career conference in late 2011. Started as a territory sales manager in Dallas at Pactive. Two, so maybe two questions here. One, who is what is Pactive, and two, what's a ter- what was a or what is a territory sales manager? Sure. So Pactive is a food packaging manufacturing company. Um, we we manufacture uh, anywhere from Starbucks cups uh, to takeout boxes at Texas Roadhouse or or McDonald's to the cake packaging or or the egg packaging uh, that you see in your grocery stores. So we are in most uh, grocery stores and restaurants uh, across the country um, okay. from a from a a from a, a size standpoint, we're, we're a, a $4 billion uh, conglomerate um, of, of roughly 50 manufacturing plants across North America, and, um, and that's what we specialize in is, is, is rigid food packaging. Okay. And we're particularly proud because your CEO is a Cameron Brooks alumnus, right? That's right. <clears throat> yeah, John, John McGrath, our, our CEO, is a is a Cameron Brooks alumnus and uh, and an alumnus of um, the United States Military Academy, class of uh, 1980, I believe. All right. Cool. All right. So you're a territory sales manager now. Before before I hit the record button, we were kicking this uh, this thought around for a moment, but. I had asked you, hey, what's a territory sales manager? But maybe before we get there, so you're nine and a half year 
special forces army officer you're like hey i'm you know i'm thinking about getting out talking to cameron brooks and someone at cameron brooks you mentioned joel junker and chuck Alvarez. hey you know i think anthony you'd be really good for sales when they said that to you what were your initial thoughts my my initial thoughts were you're crazy um right i'm i've 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 spent a career of leading people of developing teams um you know i i we were when i reported in the third special forces group we were standing up fourth battalion so i built my team literally from nothing um and so when i envision a transition i envision a transition of immediately leading people um developing teams um driving results um uh, like i was used to in the army and um and the thought of 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 being a sales rep didn't translate very well um so yeah i thought they were crazy now when you came to the career conference i i didn't look at your schedule from late 2011 of the companies you interviewed with before the call but I assume you interviewed for a lot of team leadership, general management, um, business analytical, or project-oriented work. I assume you weren't, you didn't have a full schedule of sales, right? No, it was not a full schedule of sales. It was, uh, it was actually probably a, a 30, 30, 30 split. Um, okay. I just, uh, you know, it, it was a wide range, and um, and. And I think as as I was preparing for the interviews in the conference, I was advised, um, sit down, ask questions, try and better understand what the companies are saying about um, the business and the role. And, and with that, um, then make a, a, a better informed decision. And so when you ultimately made the decision to be a sales rep at Pactiv, Territory Sales Manager, how did you ultimately make that decision above and beyond what you were probably thinking coming into the – and that's great advice, by the way. We still – just so you know, Anthony, we still say that very regularly. Hey, try not to have these you know, hard opinions about things before you actually sit down, understand the company, listen to what they have to say and the opportunity and the culture, et cetera. So why did you ultimately choose to be a territory sales manager? So really the, the main reason that I chose to be a territory sales manager was as I, as I interviewed with Pactive in particular, and there was a couple of others that, um, that, that were, had similar um, deliveries, but as I sat down with Pactive, that what was really clear was their interest in me was not uh, to be the perennial sales representative. Um, but they wanted me to go into the sales role to become a leader in the company. Uh, and that really resonated because um, that, that was my goal. I wanted to be a strategic leader. I'd been dealing with strategy in the Army. Um, I, wanted to take, I wanted to take my understanding of strategic development um, and tactical execution. I wanted to be able to do that at a company. Um, and, uh, and so PACTIVE... Pactive really, um, really shared with me and impressed upon me that 
that when they're looking at transitioning me into a, a sales role, they need to they need to start me from the ground to better understand the organization, uh, better understand the different functions, and this sales role was was the mechanism to do that. Um, and it would be it would not be a long time before I start seeing that what that glide path was for for my my professional progression. Um, I you know and and also. What I would say is is that, um, and there's nothing wrong about being a perennial sales rep. Um, you know, I've I've got I have some sales um, representatives. They've been um, they've been a, a territory sales manager for 30 years with our company, and they're phenomenal at it. Uh, they they really are just an amazing professional sales rep. Uh, but that was not my desire. And uh, and and I use the I use the interview process to help me better understand what was the desire of the company for me in that role. Um, and there was a couple of roles that they were really just looking for a sales rep. And uh, and for me, it was pretty clear that's that's not what I was looking to do. I wanted to I wanted to be able to see a glide path. Well, you certainly. Um... Well, I want to I want to talk about the glide path because it's so impressive. And if you don't mind, I would love to link your LinkedIn to the show notes of this podcast, just so people can go in and see. Like, wow, that is a I used the term before we got started today, but this meteoric rise, which I'd love to explore with you. Maybe before we get there, though, just very quickly, can you share with us? Okay, so now you're a territory sales manager in Dallas, new first role in business outside of the military. You know, can you can you share with us frustration, a few frustrations, maybe a few successes? Did you ever second guess your decision? Um, what was your day to day like? Kind of give us in a nutshell the, you know, I know that's hard to do because I just threw like three completely different topics at you here, but maybe in a nutshell what that was like coming out of the military into that role. Sure, and you're right. Then I think you asked me for four or five things in that question. Um, yeah. So, you know, coming out, <clears throat> I think one of the toughest things was that uh, I I didn't really know where to begin, and uh, and as a as a sales rep, um, that's that's geographically. L- isolated from uh, really my peers, my boss, uh, and, and my organization, I, uh, I, was, I, was, I was working out of my house. Um, and, and so what I think was, was challenging was after I had gone through my training with the organization was, am I doing it right? Because you know, when you're, when you're face-to-face with peers or your boss and you're going into to a, an office, uh, you get frequent feedback, and the feedback is not frequent, um, uh, or at least wasn't. And so what I really looked at doing was latching myself on to those, those sales reps um, who, who just had a plethora of experience and uh this this one lady Lisa that poor gal um 
she'd been with the firm for 30 years and she was she was so professional and so uh, respected in the in in our company and by our customers I probably called her two to three times a day for the first three right. months uh, and she picked up the phone every single time and and it was just I needed to ask someone questions I need I even though I went through my my training I'd go out I'd do my I do a sales call and then I'd leave and and then I'd think well did I say it right I don't I don't remember and it's not like I gave I got immediate feedback so I'd I'd call Lisa and uh, and I'd say hey here's what happened and then she would she would talk me through on on things I did well things I didn't do well and it, it wasn't a part of her job but she loved doing it because we were colleagues we had to work together in the uh, for the long term and uh, and she really cared about people so you know from that standpoint I found a mentor that that could really um, that I could really reach out to and feel comfortable with uh, and feel comfortable that I'm not annoying them <laughs> um, from a day-to-day -day standpoint um, you know really it it, it became understanding um, understanding that your sales t territory really isn't that indifferent from um, starting a, a new a new operation in a deployed environment. You know, you have an area of operation. You have you have a a a physical environment. You know, the marketplace. You have uh, an enemy environment. You know, your competition, and you have. You have the you have the key leaders and the and and the the local engagement called your customers uh, to help you drive results and 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 that and by me t by me taking that perspective I was able to really take a look at what is my environment um, where are my opportunities where are my better opportunities and I began waiting you know what those opportunities were and then I vetted those opportunities with my customers um, and and by doing that I started developing my operational picture and we have we have a saying um, plan your work and work your plan so by doing that for lack of better term the intel preparation of the battlefield or you know my sales battlefield um, I, I I developed my my plan and then I started working it off sequentially and and it really it it resonated with the customer uh, and and by by doing that I was able to reach out to my my supervisor and and keep him informed what I was working on he would help steer me in the right direction, but he would give me the, the latitude to be able to succeed or fail in, in what I was trying to achieve. And, uh, and so I think that was key is, is, is really um, the concept of upward managing as a sales rep because, um, because you're geographically dislocated, uh, often you have to be an, a, a, an advocate for yourself and what you're doing on a regular basis. Uh, and I mean, it's really nothing more than providing, you know, uh, a weekly set rep type, um, 
type of thing to your boss. But, um, you know, it was, it was that frequent engagement that, um, that, that provide the vehicle for, for feedback of, uh, where I needed to maybe shift, uh, where I was, uh, I was, you know, aligning or, um, or focusing my efforts. It, it's amazing feedback, and a lot of a lot of what you're saying is very reminiscent of a lot of what I say because it sounds like our experiences were very similar. I even started my sales career in Dallas as well, so we probably had very similar experiences. Um, could you speak to one thing that that I remember? You know, leaving the military and the you know eight week training plan, and I always knew where I was going to be. And you know, two thirty on a Tuesday, I had a plan. I remember very early. And I also had a mentor. His name was Gabe Carrillo, by the way. And I would, I would like you, wear, wore Lisa out, man. I would wear Gabe out after every sales call and kind of, hey, it, help me out here. Help me understand what just happened. So it's such great advice and excellent perspective. How about this, though? I just remember early on as a sales rep, and you mentioned being isolated in a geographic territory. It would be like 2.30 on a Tuesday, and I would – kind of be done for the day. I didn't have any more sales calls. No one was calling me. I was, and so I just remember feeling like, you know, I am not being productive. And in the military, you know, you show up before PT and you get started and you go until, you know, dawn or beyond and dusk and beyond in terms of um, working hard in the military. I just remember, you know, on Tuesday afternoon feeling like, uh, I think I'm done for the day. I don't know. I don't know what to do and feeling feeling unproductive, feeling unsure of myself, you know, it's the, it's that, you know, it's that feeling that I actually miss nowadays because I used to love the flexibility of you know, <laughs> nothing to do on two thirty on a Tuesday. But I remember very early thinking, gosh, I'm not sure I made the right decision here. Can you just speak into that a little bit? Yeah. So I, I like, like you, I had a very similar experience with uh, being, incredibly productive and then hitting a point where man what do what do I need to do I'm I'm like you said I'm done for the day um and and you know I don't want I, I want to make sure that I'm I'm putting out my effort for the firm and um and so you know there's there's always a, a list of things that you, that I would go back to and, and just kind of recheck. Do I have these on lockdown? Um, but you know, what I'd also say is, is that there were days where I would spend 12, 18 hours working for Pactive. Um, and, uh, and you know, those, those long beater days, they just, um, you know, sometimes uh, they go, they go really fast. Sometimes they they don't. And um, and so, you know, I I actually reached out to my boss and I said, hey, um, you know, I, I'm I kind of I, I kind of feel bad, but I'm kind of at a point where, you know, I'm I'm having a couple of days where where I'm, you know, I'm I'm not being utilized as much and uh, and. Um, there was, uh, it was kind of a, a good news, bad news, um, uh, response back from the boss. Uh, he said, uh, well, great. That means I can give you more work. Uh, so they expanded my territory. Um, so, uh, and I said, great. So you're expanding my territory. You're giving me more pay, right? And he said, not a chance. Um, 
but uh, but it, it was a great opportunity to to really expand my my growth and understanding. Um, but he also, uh, on the back of that, he said he said, "Look, we we get more than our time's worth out of you. Sometimes it's okay to call it a day. Go go spend those couple of hours with your with your kids, or you know, go to the golf course, um, and you know." as long as they're the exception and not the rule. Right. right um, right. and, uh, and, and, you know, what he, what he, what he told me made a, made a lot of sense. Um, and, and like you said, as, uh, as I progressed, you know, I, I wish I would, I would have more of those days cause they, <laughs> they're, they're, um, they seem to rarely, if ever happen, uh, nowadays, but what what it, it did was it helped me start facilitating kind of a a, a realignment of family life balance uh, that I didn't really get in the military, um, and so you know I I was able to you know pick up my kid from school um, or or take him to take him to soccer or baseball practice um, and uh, and or or for that matter even say hey to my wife, Hey, let's, uh, let's go, let's go, you know, do that shopping you wanted to do, or, you know, work on this project uh, at the house that you wanted to do. So it really did help me, um, you know, realign my family life balance. And, and I had, I was, I had to learn to be okay with that because initially, like you said, um, you know, the, the, if, if you're not, uh, if you're not done for the day in the army, um, or if you're done for the day, you're still probably waiting around, um, right. for something else to, to may or may not happen. And, uh, and so, you know, it's, a it was, uh, it, it was a, it was a refreshing transition away from that. Let's talk a little bit about your, your, your career progression in a, in a very short six and a half, seven years here, you've gone from territory sales manager the national sales director, and people probably don't appreciate the scope of what I just said, but can you share with us that progression? Where did you go? How long were you a territory sales manager? Then what would you do? Then what would you do? So I was a territory sales manager a year almost to the day. Um, I, got a, I, I remember vividly I was in the Oklahoma City Airport, and right after a sales call, and I got a call from uh, my boss's boss um, who said, hey, we want you to go interview for a product manager role up at, at, up at corporate. Uh, so I interviewed, and, uh, and a month later, I was, I was transitioning out of that and, and heading up to Lake Forest, Illinois. Um, I, uh, I did the... Uh, I was I was promoted to a title associate product manager, um, which is you know kind of uh, just a, a transition uh, into the corporate office. That that was about six months, and then they said, hey, um, we're going to give you more responsibility, so we're gonna we're gonna categorize you as a product manager. Um, so I did that for an additional six months, and and um, I, I got the tap on the shoulder. Uh, we we need you out in in sales as a leader again. Uh, so 
So they uh, literally a year after I started working out of our corporate office, I got the call to go back out into field sales as a regional sales manager and uh, and began leading a team of sales reps. Uh, I had been doing that for about six months, and and then I was tagged to be a not just the regional sales manager, but also the national account manager for one of our strategic uh, food service distribution accounts. Um, while doing that, um, you know, I I still manage my team of sales reps, but I had that uh, that that key business to business relationship with the with the corporate offices really kind of driving strategy uh, between and 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 collaboration between business uh, or uh, that customers uh, corporate offices and our corporate offices and then um, about uh, about two and a half years after I started as a regional sales manager I, I got tapped on the soldier or on the shoulder excuse me to be a national sales manager so um, you know, when I had started, I, as a regional sales manager, I handled kind of the Northeast and then I shifted, shifted over to the, uh, the West, uh, the West half of the country. And now my scope has, uh, has, has really broadened to a, a national scope. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's just amazing. What, of, of all the jobs you had, so from being a territory sales manager, and I don't know how fair of a question this is, but just let me roll with it here. Territory sales manager, product manager, which is, an, which is a corporate marketing job, national accounts, regional sales, national sales. Which job have you enjoyed the most? Which one have you been able to, one, find enjoyment of, and two, I guess, or find enjoyment out of, and two, um, do a good – I mean, obviously you're doing a good job at all of them, but uh, which one do you feel like is really – brought you enjoyment and, and really showcased your skills? Man, what, what I would say is, is I've found a way to, to enjoy all of them. Um, when you, when, if I were to translate what I did in the army to, to what I did, what I've done with Pactive, uh, kind of the general feeling, uh, of, uh, on the role is as a territory sales manager, uh, felt more like being, you know, that platoon leader, uh, even though I wasn't leading people, I was influencing customers. Um, so it, it, I really enjoyed it like I enjoyed being a platoon leader. Um, the product manager role um, was more, I, I would say, was was kind of like being a, an assistant S3. Um, you know, when uh, when you're when you're the assistant operations guy, it's a really sucky job, uh, but you are thrown into the midst of everything and you really under, you really begin to understand a lot more and uh, and that's the way the product manager role was I really under began to understand the business as a whole in a lot more depth um, and and then as a regional sales manager I was more like a company commander um, and uh, and so um, I I would say that was probably my favorite role, being a regional sales manager. You're really tied closely on an everyday basis with your te- with your territory sales managers and uh, and the customers, and uh, and it's it was uh, it was you're still you're still in the day to day fight, and it's a uh, it's it's a lot of fun. 
um, it's it's really energizing to to be around those people and and be with uh, be with customers on a regular basis. And I really enjoyed being a national account manager and national sales manager because we're really I'm really able to to look at at strategy, develop plans, and 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 drive that strategy. So it's um, uh, I would say I've enjoyed all of them. Uh, but my favorite was uh, was being the regional sales manager. Incidentally, uh, I distinctly remember um, I was uh, I was in the corporate office and I stopped in to talk to the CEO, uh, again uh, former Cameron Brooks alumnus, and um, and he uh, he said, um, "So you're a regional sales manager now. Um, enjoy it. It goes by too fast." It's your, going to be your favorite role you've ever held, um, and don't be don't be quick to leave it. And I I said that's you know great advice, John. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and I walked out, um, knowing full well what he what he said was 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 likely true, and he absolutely meant it. But it didn't really resonate until I was no longer in RSM, and then I uh, I said I get it now. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> um, you've been back to the career, the Camera Brooks Career Conference, a few times to hire military officers for your team and teams. Um, when you're interviewing JMOs, tell me what you're looking for. Help help those that are listening to this kind of feel what a a uh, regional and now national sales manager. What do you look for? I think if I were to summarize it in one word, it'd be adaptability. Um, you know, one thing that uh, that has stood out amongst the the, uh, the JMOs that we've brought onto onto our organization from my time at the at the career conferences are are the the candidates who who really can can show that. Um, they're adaptable to a an ever-changing business environment, to an ever-changing um, ever-changing people environment. And I know that sounds pretty abstract, but um, you know whether that's whether that's at an operational plant um, within an organization, can you adapt or or in sales rather uh, as well? Um, can you adapt to the people that you're interacting with and understand what they're what they're truly trying to to get to um, and interpret that into actionable items um, and and that's that's really kind of one of the one of the things that really stood out with some of the folks that we've brought on is is whether they were a um, you know an air force um, SP um, or uh, you know, uh, military police for those non-air force guys, um, or a marine, um, and, or an, an army tanker. Um, you know, we've we've seen these guys, and and um, we've seen these guys come across as um, as insightful into interpreting what other people are really trying to say. And then translating that into something, 
something they're going to do about it. And, uh, and that, that's really what resonates in, in our interviews. Um, last question. I think last question. Maybe we'll see where this goes. But um, I noticed on your LinkedIn profile that you're in the throes of your MBA from TCU. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, I've got about a year left. Okay. So often I have conversation with military officers about the difference between leaving the military and starting your career in a corporation, in a business, versus going to school full-time for a couple of years and then going to start your career. And I never come across – obviously, at Camera Brooks, we help military officers transition from the military to business, so that's what we do. But I never try to sell anyone on the idea that, oh, you've got to come to business. I, I listen. I understand goals. I'm trying to understand what they, where they see themselves and what they want to achieve. Why – I mean, I don't even know if getting your MBA full-time was even an option, but, but why now, and what are you taking away from your MBA that, uh, that you're able to apply in business? What's the advantage that you're seeing from some of that? So what I would say is, um, is I've really enjoyed getting my MBA, um, and, uh, and particularly in this time of, of my career, um, I, after transitioning, I kind of reestablished my logic was I would reestablish my base uh of of understanding in business and and then I would uh I would kind of uh I would take a few years to really develop that uh which would help me, you know, add context as I was going through my MBA cuz the context that I I did not have Coming out of the army, uh, I, th I think would have, uh, at least for for my learning style, would have would have confused me a little bit because I didn't really understand application. And uh, and so uh, talking with my wife, uh, it, we our strategy was we were gonna we were gonna go out to the civilian industry. We'll spend a few years. Uh, doing that, and then and then we'll look at an MBA program that that I can I can do after I've kind of established my basis, and then have a better context to apply my learning as I'm going through uh, my my job. That was my logic. Uh, the other How's thing I would say that it's you know it's going it's going incredibly well. Um, we've had I've uh, I've really been very successful. Um, being uh, with the TCU program, um, and uh, and you know, being able to to be on the dean's list and and nice. um, explore uh, explore you know other other subject matter that you know, I I interacted with in business, but I didn't really understand the underlying uh, reasoning or 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 the how. And uh, and so it's been it's been very uh, fruitful for me to be able to take that learning in the formal environment, and then be able to have a, a pool of resources at my company to ask them, how are you doing this? Why do you do that? And uh, and you know it's it's been mixed. You know some sometimes you know, like uh, right now we're in the middle of corporate finance, and and I'll ask. Uh, 
Uh, I'll ask some subject matter to some of my finance analysts or my CFO, and and I'll say, so how how do we use this at Pactive? And he looks at it and he goes, you'll never use it in uh, in Pactive. <laughs> and uh, I say, okay, well, um, then why do I need to know this? And and you know, a lot of times it it'll be kind of an underlying you know pillar to what's what's coming later, uh, which, uh, which, which is applied uh, later on. So, um, you know, uh, in other hands, uh, it's, it, there's immediate impact. You know, when, uh, when, when I first started, we, they, they hit us, they hit us uh, hot and heavy with corporate uh, accounting uh, or financial accounting. And, um, and so we were, we were in the throes of, of, Understanding what, how to read a balance sheet, the income statement, uh, some some underlying principles of accounting, um, and uh, and and literally, I uh, I started school on Friday. It was a fr- all day Friday, all day Saturday, one weekend, and the next week I was able to take some of those principles that I learned in accounting and and ha- actually have some counterpoints. Um, to, to actually my CFO, um, so you know it uh, it really it really it was a return on that investment immediately in terms of understanding. Um, you know what I would also say though is whether you, with with starting it now as you transition out or starting it uh, later, what I could tell you is um, there's never a good time. Um, <laughs> there's 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 a reason. Um, not everyone does it because it does require some sacrifices. Um, you know, the, uh, just because they call it an executive MBA program doesn't mean that uh, you're not covering the entire textbook because I can tell you, we cover it all. And it, it can, it, there's been some long nights. Um, but, uh, but, you know, as, as my kids get older, uh, right now I've got one in, in, in little league sports and I've got two others right behind them. And as they get older, it only gets more challenging. Um, so, um, there's never a good time. Uh, so, you know, what I would, what I would advise is, um, is if, if timing is better now, then do it now. Um, if timing's better later, do it later. What I can tell you, from personal experiences, I have more context to apply to my MBA program than I actually have a couple of peers who uh, are um, one on active duty right now and uh, one who just retired from the Marines. And they, while they're really good in, at, at what they did and, or do currently are doing in the military, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of basic business principles that they have no context for and their 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 learning curve is incredibly steep they're they're successful in the program but the learning curve's really steep and requires a lot more work up front it's excellent perspective i uh i have like 50 more questions for you here anthony maybe we can maybe we can do this again down the road because uh, i don't want to take up too much time but i i just am so grateful for 
the time that you did spend with us, you've, you've really unlocked a lot of questions that or answers to questions that people have had about sales and the transition and the reserves and the MBA. And so we covered some big topics, but I, uh, I'm grateful because I know that this podcast will be very beneficial for a lot of people. So thanks so much for spending some time today. My pleasure. Happy to get back. All right. Thanks, Andy.